out, everybody. Welcome to episode number 99 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Chris, here we are on the eve of episode number 100. Can you believe it? Nope. And uh, I got to tell you, I would, wouldn't have expected us to make the episode number 25. <laughs> no, uh, it was a very rough start for us, but... Uh, Nonetheless, bud, I, I'm going to say it. I, I think we're getting better. And, uh, you know, as far as the future of BTC, who the hell knows? But but we're going to continue to keep releasing episodes uh, up until the time we get canceled, Chris. <laughs> well, I think people actually have to listen for you to get canceled. Yes, I mean, uh, the numbers are up, but they can always be better. <laughs> but, bud, we cannot expend any more energy tonight because we need to start prepping for the aforementioned episode 100 extravaganza party so with all that said nature boy (laughs) what do you say we get right to it chris tonight we actually have a request if you can believe it (laughs) albeit from my 12 year old son dean but it's a request nonetheless he came to me with this topic and at first i was like this idea is terrible we can't use this and i just try to appease him yeah it's a great idea That was until I started reading into it a little bit more. And Chris, my bullshit meter kept dropping and dropping and dropping the more I read on. Bullshit detected. Take precautions. Tonight, we are headed to Basking Ridge, New Jersey to discuss the one and only Devil's Tree. Chris, prior to us researching this, had you ever heard, oh, the Devil's Tree? No, I have not, and uh, interestingly, because being that it's located one state away from us, I'm surprised I haven't. Yeah, me neither, and I was actually surprised about how much information there was on this tree. Apparently, this is beyond a local legend. This tree is known worldwide for its dark history, and boy, oh boy, does it have some horrifying things that took place on and around this tree. What makes this tree even more ominous, Chris, is the fact that this large oak tree stands alone in an unkept field all by its lonesome. So when you're looking out to this field, all you see is a solitary tree standing by itself. I mean, there's overgrown brush here and there, but it is just a single oak tree standing there by itself. Some of the branches have been cut off, and there's also some pretty severe scarring all over the tree, which adds to the lore here. As if all those things were enough to scare you off, Chris... Legend has it that this tree is indeed cursed and or possessed. Apparently, this tree is so sensitive, Chris, that if you even dare disrespect it in any way, great troubles will befall you. Apparently, throughout the years, Chris, there have been several injuries, accidents, and even deaths that have taken place due to the aforementioned disrespecting of the devil's tree. But that hasn't stopped people from messing with it. Oh, no, 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 because if you get close to it, and like I had just alluded to before, you're going to see that there were actually attempts to chop this thing down, and it's been spray-painted all over, and also, it's been noted that there was actually an attempt to burn this tree down, and when you're looking at the trunk of the tree, you do actually see these burn marks, and due to the fact that so many people have tried altering the tree in some way, (laughs) when I'm looking at this thing straight on... I kind of see an image of the face within the trunk, especially the section where they tried chopping it down with, looks to be like an axe or something. 
But, of course, now covering that face is a chain-link fence, uh, which runs about, I don't know, looks like maybe five feet high on the tree, as if this is some sort of chastity belt that's uh, now <laughs> over the tree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right. There actually is some fencing around a tree now, but what I found funny is that <laughs> it's right up on the trunk of the tree. So you could still go touch the tree or spray paint it. It's not really a deterrent unless you're trying to chop the thing down. You would think if a chain link fence is put up to deter people from coming in, it would be a perimeter around the tree. This is literally wrapped around the tree like like a piece of fucking tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, man. But nonetheless, man, this thing does have a, a, an eerie vibe surrounding it. And I, I guess we should get into uh, the history of it, and then maybe we'll be able to decipher why some people think that the Devil's Tree is indeed a portal to hell. Chris, the Devil's Tree, what the hell you got for us? A lot of history surrounds this tree and the property, as you said, um, that dates back quite some time, apparently even as far back as the Civil War. It is worth mentioning, and now I don't know if this is complete fact, but as I mentioned to you before, and as most people know, oak trees do tend to be, or get, very old and live a long time, it is said that this tree is perhaps at least 250 years old. Now, I have nothing to back that up, but there is apparently a fact that I read that this tree was used by the KKK to hang black people from. The location itself was apparently a headquarters in New Jersey for the KKK, and one thing that is worth noting was that a branch on the tree, the one that appeared to hang lowest and parallel with the ground, was in fact the branch that was used to do the hangings. So you can imagine, obviously, with this tree being the end of so many people's lives, it's no shock that this tree has been given the name Devil's Tree. Just hearing that alone would make me want to avoid this place at all costs. And, you know, like, I always think of how crazy it is to be next to a tree that's so old, too. It's just so wild that a tree could so-called see so much history because it has just been around through everything. And just thinking about that is just mind-blowing to me. Seeing things indeed, Chris, uh, but we come to find out that that's not the only tragedy that took place on or around the Devil's Tree, is it? Oh no, indeed. There, amongst others, was also claimed that a farmer who killed his entire family also then went on to hang himself from this tree. So Chris, you put all this together. I mean, the lynchings, the suicides, the murder. I mean, this is a recipe for absolute disaster in this place. And the fact that this is the lone tree that's left in this field. I mean, how creepy is that? Oh, that definitely makes it much creepier. I mean, because there's no mistaking it, right? Like you're driving down this road and there's just this large oak tree in the middle of this field. Yeah, it's just standing there all by itself. Some of the limbs look dead. You know, it's just a bad overall vibe looking at this thing. But, um, you know, some even say with all that dark history that the devil himself lurks within the tree. So again, legend has it that if you do disrespect this tree, bizarre, if not disastrous, things will happen to you. 
And by disrespecting the tree, Chris, uh, we're talking about the spray painting it, cutting it, talking negatively to it. You just plain old ugly. And another insult that the tree does not like is being urinated on. And I'm taking the tree side on that. I get that. I understand that. Well, let me give you my take on that. Urinating on a tree, urine actually has a lot of nitrogen in it. And trees need nitrogen to grow. So are you saying, Chris, that this tree is just being downright stubborn? That he or she should be thanking the urinator? You know what? Yeah. I mean, they're providing much needed fertilizer. <laughs> you're playing with fire, bud, because this sounds a little bit like you're making fun of the tree, Chris. And uh... Well, actually, my name's Bill. but yeah so those are some of the things that people have done to the tree that apparently will piss it off and then these great tragedies will indeed befall you there have been reports of accidents taking place on that road people falling as they're trying to leave this park but one of the more bizarre claims chris is that apparently there's a ghost truck that will follow you down the road that leads to the park Legend has it that this truck will ride up on you with its high beams on, its horn blasting, in an attempt to make you crash. And if that's not bad enough, just when you think this thing is right on your tail, it just vanishes. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, apparently it just completely disappears, making you look like a complete (laughs) fool. So you're so focused on what's going on behind you that you're not paying attention to the road in front of you, Chris. Distracted driving. I mean, that's a huge cause of accidents. I mean, if they could find this truck, you're talking at uh, some serious charges being brought up on this <laughs> on this Sentinel. <laughs> Indeed. But, you know, there's more weird things that are happening around this tree. One dealing with uh, the way it behaves in the winter months. Those that visit the tree say that even in the winter months when it's snowing and a tree has no leaves on it at all, that the snow will not accumulate within a certain radius of the tree. Basically saying that the entire field is covered with snow except a small area around the tree. Now, riddle me this, Chris. Is there generally a difference in temperature between the ground and the trunk of the tree itself? Well, fuck if I know, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there also was mention of a something called a heat rock, which was uh, I thought was a very original name for it. Now, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, apparently it's a rock nearby the tree that gets much warmer than its surrounding area. People have recorded the temperature there in wintertime as being above freezing only in that spot, leading to them believing that this is indeed the gate to hell. Of course, that would be anyone's first reaction, right? <laughs> I actually saw a video on YouTube about a couple of investigators that went out there and they did a temperature check in relation to the ground around the tree and the trunk itself. And I believe, like you said, it was below freezing. It was probably about 27 degrees, I think. And then when they got closer to the tree itself, the the base of the tree, the temperature rose to about 44 degrees. What do you think about that? Well, it still seems a little cold for hell, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's very interesting. Although, uh, I will say, in regards to the rock anyway, well, when the sun shines on a rock, it sure as hell is going to heat up more than anything around it. That could be one theory. (laughs) 
<laughs> Chris, please. What is going on with you tonight? <laughs> I'm just spitting the truth. Yeah, you might have a point there, though. I mean, if the sun is indeed, <laughs> if the sun is indeed beating down, even in colder temperatures, you know, it is definitely going to be hotter on uh, the aforementioned rock than uh, the grass. Indeed, it would be. So, but let, let's just uh, let's just say that that's not the case. Let's just say it happens to be hotter. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. it if it is the dead of night, no sun. And perhaps the rock could be colder than its surrounding areas, given this. But it is indeed warmer. Then, uh, then you got something there. <laughs> Either way, I'm not going to be going anywhere near this thing to find out. But uh, I want to mention uh, one of the other claims. And I'm going to go back to you for your expert opinion on this, Chris. Apparently, some say that if you dare touch this tree, you know how the devil's tree has a hands-off policy. And it's basically, <laughs> you touch me, I'm going to fuck you up. Right? Anybody that dare touches this tree, apparently they get some form of black oily substance all over their hands that takes hours to get off. Chris, what says you? Are there any plants or trees that you know of that would leave any kind of black residue on your hands? Well, we did just add a horticulture branch to our BTCRF, so let's um let's let's type it in and see what spits out. <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm getting something. Hold on. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, there is apparently a disease that happens in many trees, including oaks. Uh, it is known as... <laughs> this is... I didn't even realize until I'm saying it again. It is known as wet wood. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what? It is known as wet wood. You know, when you get your wood wet. <laughs> Listen, I don't make up the common names. It is known as wet wood or slime flux. And this is a bacteria that gets in the wood, I, I, assuming under the bark, and the anaerobic bacteria eventually form this ooze of some sort that, that pushes out. That could be a black, <laughs> sticky substance of some sort. That could explain what we're dealing with here. Or could it be something a little more sinister? Either way, I wouldn't want that slime all over my hands. No, I mean, you can get that wet wood the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, Chris, what you're telling us is that is indeed a possibility. And we have to lay all our cards out on the table here to really get to the bottom of what's going on here. So, being that we have never been there... I thought it was a good idea for us to get some actual eyewitness accounts of those who have actually visited and stood in front of the Devil's Tree. And for that, Chris, you actually found a great article from Weird New Jersey on the Devil's Tree in which it gives us a whole list of eyewitness accounts. And I figured maybe we'll read through a couple of them and see what we can gather. Yes, that sounds like a grand idea. Here's one account from Matt W. And this is called The Children of the Tree. We have all heard the story of not messing with Devil's Tree, so we were smart and didn't mock the tree. We went right next to the tree and put our ears next to the bark. We heard sounds of screaming and children playing. So let's take a look at this, Chris. Let's uh, examine what old Matt says here. You know, What are you taking from this? I mean, it is, according to a lot of people, the portal to hell. So I guess... <laughs> 
if it is indeed, you're going to hear some kids screaming, <laughs> whatever these little kids did to go to hell. Yeah, and there was actually reports, apparently, you know, again, nothing to back up these claims, that not only were men and women hung, but possibly even children hung from the tree at some point. Maybe that's uh, part of the reason why they heard the screaming. That's a very astute observation, Chris, especially, like you said, if young children were killed there, and we know that there was the one account of the farmer that had killed his family. I'm going to assume that they had young children. And this is what I was saying before. The more you look into this case and the more you learn about the history, the bullshit meter starts dropping little by little. And, uh, you know, it's happening yet again, Chris. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that given the history of this tree, that there could be some weird shit. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, let me let me read off another one. This one's entitled No Snow at the Devil's Tree by Damien. That's not really the name you want when you're lingering on a devil's tree, Chris. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> well, let's see what Damien has to say. We went to the devil's tree in December when the ground was snow covered. However, an 8 by 12 foot circle. Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? Because wouldn't it be a 12 foot circle? An eight by twelve foot circle. <laughs> I mean, we're. I don't think circles have dimensions like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a unique eight by twelve circle. Around a tree was totally bone dry. Later, when we were driving home, one of our friends thought he was cool because he took a piece of the bark off the tree and had it on him in the car. <laughs> That's a big no-no. Anyway, Damien goes on to say, we pulled the car over yelled at him, and made him throw it out the window. That's a smart move. But there you have it. Damien is making the same claim that so many others have made, that there is simply no snow around this tree at all, even when the entire field is covered and it's below freezing. Chris, uh, I don't know, man. An 8-foot or 12-foot radius circle, whichever it may be, is a bit large for it to... Not have snow. So for me, the first thing I think of when I hear someone say that an area around the base of the tree is not getting any snow, if the tree were to still have leaves on it, which we do get snowfall sometimes in the Northeast when the trees still have their leaves on them, and that would create like a drip line shield from the snow to get to the ground. So it would make sense if an area under the tree around the drip line would not accumulate snow. But... This is December, they're saying. So at this point, the leaves would be off the tree. And this is from quite a few accounts, Chris. So I'm starting to think that there might be something to this. But uh, before we get into what we think, I I found something funny. I was Googling this, and uh, I noticed that there were actually a number of reviews based on visitors to the Devil's Tree, Chris. 142 Google reviews, to be exact. And uh, why don't we read a couple of those before uh, we get into what we think. And I'm going to start off with one of the not-so-nice ones. And this is a review by a lovely young lady that goes by Ashley Marie. Ashley says, My mom is visiting us in New Jersey and wanted to go. It's regular old beat-up tree in an overgrown field. Oh boy, she's already insulting it. Bye-bye, Ashley. (laughs) I highly recommend not going, as you could probably go out in your backyard and see a similar one. The only haunting thing about this tree 
were the two hours I drove to see it. <laughs> oh, no. Ashley, rest in peace. <laughs> I mean, Ashley's got a point here, man. Is there anything worse than long car rides? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I mean, hey, if it's a nice scenic drive, yeah, whatever. But, shit, would I drive two hours to go see this thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. But, uh... Let's not end on a negative note, Bill. Please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Enough about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is titled Abandoned Roadside and Historic Urbex by Local Guide, who uh, has 200 reviews and has posted 4,973 photos. Jesus. They give it an overwhelming five-star review. And they posted a bunch of pictures, which I might add are quite eerie looking. Uh, it doesn't appear like there's any filter either. It's just very raw footage. Uh, and they say, pretty cool and legendary location. People have tortured this tree and yet it stands. Been meaning to visit for years and this time around finally made it. Was not disappointed to meet the Devil's Tree's acquaintance. There's a bunch of shots of the tree, a couple of which get up pretty close to the trunk and you could just see a giant chunk that's taking out from what I would assume is an axe, scratches, you know, spray paint, carvings and stuff. Uh, it's pretty remarkable that that tree actually still stands and uh, there's actually a picture of it with the leaves off and then one with all its leaves on. And you can definitely see that some of the branches have died, but there is a decent amount of leaves still left on the tree. It's you know, I will say one thing about trees, even the unhaunted ones, they are very resilient. So uh, perhaps there is uh, something a little extra about this one. Well, I'm looking at those pictures, and uh, I, as I said before, I don't know if you see it, but I see it on the second and fourth picture here where they attempted to chop it down. There's a huge gouge in a tree. That, coupled with some of the areas that are rotting and the spray paint, to me... <laughs> It looks like there's a face in this tree, and, and I don't like it. You know, if I'm walking past this tree, I'm closing my eyes the whole time. I do not like the looks of it at all. Well, I guess that's unfortunate, seeing as I <laughs> I have a, a sleeping bag for you to, <laughs> to stay under the tree for a night. But, but Chris, overall... The Devil's Tree has got 4.3 out of 5 stars based on 142 reviews. So that's a hell of a good job by the Devil's Tree there. A Google-reviewed haunted tree. I, I never thought I'd see it. Yes, Chris, and it actually has a higher rating than our podcast, so, uh, so, so <laughs> be it. But as of today, as you said, uh, the Devil's Tree still stands, and Bernard's Township, where it's located in New Jersey, has vowed to protect the Devil's Tree. I'm sure it probably brings in a little bit of tourism, and it's part of the town's history as well. So what they did is they decided not to cut it down, and they put that fence around it that we talked about before. And also, uh, they have posted a sign, Chris, which uh, gives proper viewing hours. So basically, it's saying, don't come to this place at night if you know what's good for you. <laughs> Either the town's going to get you or the tree. <laughs> what says you? The Devil's Tree, cursed or not? Is there a difference between a curse and a, and a haunted tree? Because 
I would say cursed definitely more accurately would describe something like this being what has taken place on the tree over its very long life. I don't know about the haunting. I definitely do not believe the claims of hearing kids or anybody screaming from inside the tree. I think that's all horse shit. But if I were to stand next to a tree, I think, especially at night, <laughs> I think I would definitely feel a very creepy vibe. And like you've said before in the past, you know, our minds tend to play tricks on us, especially when we know the history behind something. And given the setting at night, it may appear creepier, but there is definitely an eeriness about this tree. And, you know, I think that can't be ignored. But in terms of the temperature and stuff, I think that's all either BS or if it is happening, there's a natural phenomenon to explain it. So, Chris, what's your answer? Haunted, <laughs> cursed, what? What do we got? <laughs> I realize I may have beaten around the tree on that one. Um, I'm going to say it's it's cursed. Damn. You know, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I got to give my son credit. He, he picked a winner on this case because, like I said in the beginning, at first I thought this was just complete nonsense. But the more I looked into it and the more we researched this and just knowing the story of the KKK being there and the horrific things that they did, plus that farmer killing his entire family. I don't think the tree is actually haunted by a ghost, but there's a dark spirit lurking on or around that tree because that field does not look very inviting itself. There's no doubt the setting is perfect for that eeriness, just the way the tree looks itself and where it's located. So Chris, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say what everybody's, <laughs> what everybody's thinking. <laughs> this tree is cursed. There's something not right about it. It's cursed. I don't doubt it. I really don't. So there you have it. I mean, the devil's tree is indeed the devil's tree. We got to get the hell out of here because we have a lot of prep and we actually have to start working on a skit for our 100th, Chris. I know it's been so long since we've done a skit. Yes, I mean, my God, it's so much extra work for me, but I, I, I do miss doing them. <laughs> and uh, I think we got a good one coming up. So let me get the rundown and we get the hell out of here. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Or if that's not to your liking, you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at Between the Cracks Podcast. If you'd like to become one of our lovely patrons, please feel free to do so by clicking on the link in the show notes. But I think that's it, Chris. So without any further ado, what do you say we wish to find, find people out in podcast land the fondest? Ooh, a farewell. <laughs> It's going to be a good episode.